How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is Saeed here bringing you um, a new episode, the very first episode of 2021. Uh, hopefully this is a great year for everybody after a rough 2020, of course, and uh, you know, fresh start for all of us. So let's get into it. Um, on this podcast, I'm going to do a tribute to uh, one of my favorite rappers that passed away, uh, MF Doom. So uh, MF Doom passed away. It looks like he passed away back on Halloween of 2020, October 31st. But his family kept it private, uh, kept the news private until New Year's Eve. So that's when the world found out about his passing. Um, a legendary uh, rapper, one of the most inf- influential rappers ever um, from the underground. And uh, just uh, just one, just a great artist, man. Just a great rapper and, and one of the most unique and original rappers ever. So... Uh, he was definitely one of my favorites, so I'm gonna talk about talk about him and the impact he had on me um, when it came to me making music and and as a rapper as well. Um, how he influenced me and how he influenced the rest of hip hop, and uh, just what made him so special. So uh, I'm gonna start with that, and then on the second part, I'm going to do a little bit of NBA talk or. Uh, one week into the NBA season so far, um, just keep it brief. But there's been some, you know, just some some things that have happened already that are that are, I'll get into uh, regarding certain teams and how I feel so far about the the NBA season. Um, and the third, I'll have, I'll have a third part where I'll briefly talk about the Dodgers as well. Uh, Dodgers have interest in DJ LeMahieu. Uh, there's been a lot of reports about that lately so i'm going to get into my feelings about that and maybe even um what the padres have done and and uh what their additions um bringing in um uh padres traded for you darvish a former dodger i uh, was coming off a great year from the cubs and they also traded for um uh for blake's now from, from tampa bay so two Two aces, you know, at least two two guys that have ace potential. You know, they're not always ace material all the time. Blake Snell uh, came off a year where where he never got past a pitch past five innings because he was coming off uh, an injury, and and then you Darvish is coming off a great year, but you know it is a small sample size, and he has some injury issues in the past as well. Um, but you know he's both guys have been great pitchers before you know so so uh, I'll talk about that and see what that means for the Dodgers the Dodgers are going to counter with any moves but um, but yeah let's start let's start it off let's get this podcast going like I mentioned first podcast of the year I'm doing a solo one uh, eventually hopefully here soon we'll we'll get the duo back and we'll have Will back on here um, but uh, for now it's just me and uh, let's get into it all right, so MF Doom passed away on October 31st, 2020. His wife broke the news to the world on uh, on his Instagram page on uh, New Year's Eve. So, um, yeah, I'll get into his legacy and his impact and just what he meant for hip hop in a bit. But uh, I'll start off with my initial reactions when I when I heard the news. Um, when the news broke, I was actually waiting for results for a COVID test. Um, um, I had to get tested because I was uh, in contact with with uh, with somebody, 
Um, so results came back negative, so uh, no need to worry there. But you know, because I was waiting for a test, I was already kind of nervous and anxious. Uh, so then when the news broke, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there waiting for my results, for my test results. And then I go on Twitter and I see the news that Emmett Doom had passed away. Uh, at first, my initial thought was, uh, this can't be true. Uh, you know, this could be a hoax. This could be MF Doom messing with us. Cause for anybody that knows MF Doom, um, you know, he's the super villain of hip hop. He, his whole persona was, uh, molded, molded, um, uh, molded over, um, Dr. Doom, the Marvel villain, uh, the popular Marvel character. So, you know, MF Doom molded his whole rap persona. Uh, under that as a super villain of hip hop and and knowing him you know he's he's known to um send imposters to his shows to perform from him uh so he he he's widely known as that that super villain so that's why when the news broke out at first you know everybody kind of took it with a grain and saw everybody on twitter was like is this real like this is doom he could be it could be part of his supervillain plan. Um, he just might be messing with us. But then um, when you saw that it was real, that his wife posted it, when you when you looked into it further and, and saw that, uh, yeah, it was posted by his wife on his Instagram page. And, and then you saw the date, too, October 31st. It made a lot more sense, and it, and it, it was real. Um, you know, it, it just made sense that... that uh, um, yeah, it was it was all true because um, knowing Doctor um, knowing MF Doom, I was about to say Doctor Doom again, but uh, knowing MF Doom, that that's that's uh, it just makes sense, you know. It 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 would be that way, you know. It's sad that he passed away, but the way in which which uh, it happened, where he you know he saw himself as a villain. And he passed away on Halloween, you know, and he, and he was known for wearing a mask everywhere he went in a year of 2020 where everybody was, you know, had to wear a mask all year, you know. So it's such it's such a weird thing how it worked out. And and he was such a mysterious character and a mysterious person that it also made sense that he passed away on October 31st. But it wasn't, you know, nothing ever got leaked. There is no story about this that though nobody looks like nobody knew, and maybe other than just I'm sure his his uh, his family, and nobody said a thing. Not TMZ didn't get their hands on it like they always do to get their hands on things like this. And he was so secretive and mysterious that this got kept under wraps until New Year's Eve, and uh, and made total sense, you know, that the uh, the family was going to release this one when they wanted and and uh it was so him it was his character so when um when it hit me that it was true uh, i got a little got a little emotional to be honest it it affected me a little bit um not only was he one of my favorite rappers ever he he played a big part of me as a rapper myself when i first started to to get into rap and used to do it for fun and make mixtapes. Um, a lot of the first rap songs that I made were over MF Doom beats 
and mad villain beats and and I would try to kind of mimic him a little bit in his style he was one of the guys I looked up to one of the guys that that uh really you know really um interested me in a way that I wanted to kind of rap like that um so it you know that type of stuff hit me when I when I heard it and uh it made me sad man it it was shocking um he was only 49 years old um he he's he was such you know and I'm getting to his legacy now and, and what he meant for hip hop I think other than the original founders of hip hop the 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 OG creators right like the Melly Mouse and the and the Grandmaster Kazes of the world because uh, you can't be more original than the guys who literally literally created this shit, right? Can't be more original than them. But other than like the OG original original like grandfathers of hip hop, I think MF Doom was the most original rapper since them, you know, uh, since those guys. Everything about him was unique, stood out, was creative. Um, nobody sounded like him, uh, when he came out, um, the whole persona wearing the mask and the, the villain persona, that was such a original idea in hip hop, um, his production style, which is underrated by the way, he, he gets a lot of credit as a great rapper and rightfully so, but he was also a great producer and, uh, and a great beat maker as well. Um. But, you know, it just everything, like everything about him just screamed creativity and and he just expressed all types of originality uh, from the way he rapped, his voice, the way he flowed, um, his his um, persona, everything about him was so creative and original. And I think I think he is one of the most influential rappers because of that reason. Um, when he passed away, you saw on Twitter, you know, how many people really were affected by him and how many people um, were influenced by him. Cause you saw from underground rappers to mainstream rappers, everybody sent their condolences and, and people were, were in shock and were so sad and, he really was your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Um, he, yeah, he, he didn't, you don't have to, you know, he, he was an underground rapper. You don't have to be a mainstream rapper to, to have impact. And that, that's what Emma Doom really showed. Um, you, know, you see uh, so many people that sound like him nowadays that, uh, that I have, you know, that mimic his flow, his rap style, um, and you hear it in a lot of these, these rappers nowadays. So he, he was definitely one of the most important rappers, I think in, in history, one of the most influential, uh, rappers ever for sure. And what made him so great was he, he could do it all. He, first of all, his voice is one of the most iconic voices in hip hop. Um, nobody sounded like him. You know, he, he had that voice that just stood out. He he flowed like nobody else. He he was one of the first dudes that really can string together these multi-syllable and um, rhyme patterns in a way that that uh, 
you know, that just stood out. And, uh, and the way you can put words together was so, so ahead of his time and so unique. Um, he was a great storyteller. He was funny. He was a total package as an MC. Um, um, and, and, uh, yeah, he, he just one of the greatest rappers, one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Um, and his impact will, will be felt for a long time. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of rappers nowadays that uh, people wouldn't know were influenced by MF Doom. Um, that's for sure. And, uh, and for any of those this any people that are listening to this that want to get into MF Doom that didn't really know about him, um, I'll recommend some, some albums to get into. Um, of course, Mad Villain. That's, that's the most iconic, um, hip hop album underground hip hop album of all time probably the greatest underground indie hip hop album of all time and then you uh and that's with mad lib of course so um um as well so uh definitely listen to mad villain listen to uh mm food that's how the pronunciation is so it's mm food uh that came out the same year um and yeah i mean there's tons of projects he has so many albums um, under different personas too, which another thing that was so dope about him, he just had all these different personalities to him. So, you know, he had the, the MF Doom personality, but he also had the Victor, uh, Von Villain. And then he had, uh, then he would go by, uh, King, uh, King Ghidra. So, so he had so many different styles and personalities to him. And, and, uh, yeah, just, to start there, start with those two albums, and then I will go to Operation Doomsday, and uh, that's the debut album, and and just go from there. You know, um, um, he at first, if you've never heard MF Doom and you play one of his songs, at first you're probably going to be a little, a little, uh, probably, I don't know what the word is. You might take a minute to get used to him because he's nobody sounds like this guy, but once you get used to him, he He's so great that uh, you'll be blown away. So, R.I.P. to the legend of Doom, one of my favorite rappers of all time, in my top five most favorite rappers, uh, for sure. Um, played a big part on me as a rapper growing up, and was one of the most influential and and uh, greatest rappers ever. And nobody, there's not many people that at his height, at his peak, were better than M.F. Doom, and that's underground mainstream doesn't matter commercial or or not like at, at his best there's there really wasn't many people on his level um there's this great video too of, of uh most def who is another one of the most respected and greatest like rappers ever and there, he's geeking out about how good mf doom is there's his youtube video it's about 10 minutes long it's just M, uh most def resetting doom lyrics and and he's just so blown away by how great he is. And that's how you know how how great he was. When other great rappers are just blown away by you, that's that's when you know like you you really were something special. So yeah, R.I.P. Daniel Dumoulin. Um Oh, another I, one thing I want to mention too about his career. One of the greatest comeback stories of, of anybody in hip hop as well. He came up as a... Zev Love X uh, with the group KMD with his brother uh, Subrock and his his brother ended up dying in a car accident I believe 
and the same week his brother died he got dropped from from his label uh, and then and then uh it was di- disappeared you might have never heard from him again he went into hiatus all of a sudden comes back several years later and he's wearing the mask and and he's you know this he com- just comes back with a whole new style and and just has his whole his whole second career where he built his legacy and became one of the greatest rappers ever. So, um, that goes to show too, the comeback, the comeback story that he had too, is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, something you can make a movie about. So again, RIP, uh, Daniel Dumoulay, MF Doom. Um, and, and your legacy will live long forever. So, uh, let's move it on to the next topic here. And, Let's keep it going. All right, next thing I'm getting to now is uh, basketball and baseball. Start off with a uh, NBA talk. Um, so far, you know, it's been weird. It's been a weird season so far. We're only a weekend, but you already feel the difference in this year compared to to other years. Of course, with with COVID and and the way the schedule is, a lot of a lot of like um two game series uh where they're, they're limiting the travel so you have the same teams playing each other uh, back-to-back ga- games um so you kind of get more of a feel for matchups that way uh, and of course no fans or some arenas are allowing some fans uh, but uh but what are you seeing so far is just so many blowouts um it's crazy so like if it feels like every every game there's a blowout right now. There's not really any close games. There's a, there's already like record-setting blowouts going on. The Clippers had a game against the Mavericks where they were down 50 at halftime. Um, there's been plenty of other games where you know the teams are down 30, 40 points already, uh, and and it just that's that has to be. I mean, I don't think that's gonna last all season. I think a lot of that is rust. Uh, some of these, um, some of these players haven't played in almost a whole a whole calendar year. So, it's like for the teams that didn't get invited to the NBA bubble uh, for the playoffs, um, those teams went over three hundred days without playing. Like, like Steph Curry and you know the Warriors went over three hundred days without playing the game, and Steph Curry is out to a slow start shooting the ball. So there's a lot of rust um, there for sure. There's also uh, a lot of chemistry issues because we had a quick off season, so there's no there's no training cap. There was only a couple preseason games, so for for free agency for players that uh, went got signed by new teams got traded, they didn't have the training cap and uh, and preseason to to work on chemistry wise. So that's another reason I think you're seeing a lot of blowouts. Um, so over time, I think you'll see things start to get back to normal. It's just been really weird so far, but for the most part, you know, we still know who the teams to beat are. Um, we know the Lakers, doesn't matter what they do in the regular season, they're going to be there come playoff time. Um, the Clippers still have their issues. They're they're definitely more focused, I've, I think, so far, as far as taking the regular season more serious. I don't think you're going to see the load management things like Kawhi's not going to load manage as much as he, I don't believe I think he's going to take the, the season more serious um, but they still have their issues uh, in the east 
I like Brooklyn, but I think they're a little over hyped right now. People are, are are on there. They're like only three and three or something like that. So, so they, you know, the good news is Kevin Durant looks amazing. He looks like he never got hurt. That's the good news. But uh, there's some chemistry stuff there, you know, um, for sure. Um, you know, losing Dinwiddie was big. That was a big blow to their final chances, um, and. They have problems on defense for sure, so we'll see. I'm not sold completely on the Nets yet. I think, you know, they were they were my prediction to get to the finals, um, and I still think they can. Um, even without without Dinwiddie, though, it's going to be a lot tougher. Um, and you know, they look good. They look amazing on offense, but defensively, they got some issues they need to work on. Good thing is just a lot of time to figure that out. The Celtics, I think, took a step back. Uh, they didn't really. I don't see how they got any better from last year. Um, I do think the Bucks will be better, um, but we'll see. It's still going to be up to Giannis in the end if he can get them to the finals. You know, if it's still the same old stuff, you try the same old things, and they're going to lose again. Uh, so uh, we'll see. But uh, I think I think the East is a lot more wide more wide open than the West is. I think the it's the Lakers and everybody else in the West. And so far, so good, you know. So, uh, just just want to talk about some of the things going on and all the blowouts and things like that. Um, but uh, as things start to settle down and get back to normal, that we'll see the um, the good teams start to rise to the top, you know. So uh, um, that's what I just want to touch on my thoughts so far on the NBA season, and then uh, with baseball uh, with MLB. We're in the off season right now. We're in the winter meetings just passed, and uh, and the Padres are out here making moves. They're trying to. They're going. I'll give them credit for trying to go after the Dodgers, and you know they're not. They're not rolling over. They're trying. They're they're doing everything they can. You know to to dethrone the Dodgers of that. Not only the World Series, of course. Now that the Dodgers are the champs, but just to win a division. You know, uh, you got to start with that first, right? So. You know, they're going after it. They traded for you, Darvish, and Blake Snell. They're getting a lot of love right now. I mean, I see all the all the um, publications predicting they have the they're gonna have the best starting rotation. And I'm not I'm not sold on that yet. I still think the Dodgers have a better starting rotation. Um Snell, both Snell and Darvish are talented. Don't get me wrong, they're both great talents, but they also are not always the most consistent. Um Snell, obviously, we all know how good Snell can be. We saw him in the World Series dominate Game 6, and it's still, you know, one of the most controversial decisions. Got pulled out uh, pulled out of Game, game 6 too early, and the Dodgers, Dodgers couldn't touch him in Game 6 of the World Series. And as soon as they took him out, it was over. Um, still a decision that, that is just doesn't make no sense to this day uh, for Tampa Bay, but... Uh, but still, you know, that that was, you know, he was great in the World Series. But he didn't have a special regular season. He was still coming off an injury. He didn't, he, you know, he hasn't pitched six innings in, in two seasons. So to think that he's just going to be back to the Cy Young award-winning Blake Snell, you know, that he was a couple of years ago and just assume he's going to be that guy again, I think we have to we have to see it first, you know. So, and same thing with Darvish, where 
Darvish has had some injury concerns in the past. He obviously was a former Dodger. Um, he was great this last season. And when Darvish is great, he's he's one of the best in the league. But he's not always the most consistent. And and uh, there's a small sample size last season. So, you know, we'll see. You know, um, I think they can be possibly the best rotation if they're everybody's who they are. But, you know, just to, to automatically assume that Snell and Darvish are going to be great. Uh, I'm not I'm not sold on that yet, you know, so we'll see what happens. So I, I think that's still like the Dodgers rotation more. I think the Dodgers rotation is a little bit more more stable as far as, you know, where you're going to expect more. You know, there's still some young guys there that need to take a step forward for them to be the best rotation in baseball, like like Dustin May and Gosselin, but you know, I'm still Kershaw is still going to be Kershaw. Uh, you know, as long as Kershaw's still, you know, at least close to what he usually is. You know, they're still going to be there. You know, Bueller, Bueller is is an ace. Um, you know, David Price might come back next year. Don't forget about that. Holy Rodias, you know, they they're elite. Um, so. The Padres, I still think, you know, they're they're better, but I don't I don't think they're the favorites in the National League. They still got they still have holes too. It, their bullpen is still suspects. Um, I don't think their bullpen is that reliable still. Um, so they they still got some holes. You know, they're just adding starting pitching. They're adding big names, but I don't know if they really addressed all the other issues they've had. You know, so we'll see. It'll be exciting, that's for sure. Um, and on the Dodgers end of things, there's a lot of reports that they're interested in, interested in DJ LeMahieu, which would be, I think, would be a great signing. Um, one of one of the best second basemen in the league. And and if Turner Turner doesn't come back, you need another right-handed bat. You know, um, I think that's the one thing that Dodgers can use in their lineup. Their lineup's lethal. It's from top to bottom. There's no holes in their lineup. But if they can get more another another right-handed bat um that would be you know that would be uh that would be great because the one thing their the Dodgers lineup lacks is you know when against that's why Snell had such a good uh world series against them because left-handed pitching can get the Dodgers in trouble they have a lot of left-handed hitters and the right-handed hitters uh, even Mookie you know Mookie who is a great hitter struggles against lefties for whatever reason. Hopefully he fi- he can figure that out next year, but he, he couldn't hit lefties. He couldn't hit touch Snell. And, and other than you know, Mookie, the other right-handed bat was Turner and Will Smith. So if they don't get Turner back, they need another right-handed bat in there that can hold it down for them. And just imagine the lineup, you know, top of the order of, of Mookie, LeMahieu and Seager, you know, with Bellinger and, that, that's such a, a lethal lineup. I, I would love to see it, um, it as long as the contract's right. You know, I don't I don't ever see Andrew Freeman doing the wrong thing when kind of overpaying or or signing a very bad contract, especially because LeMahieu's a little bit older. But he'd be a great signing for sure. Um, Trevor Bauer is also still out there. I'm I'd, I'd rather have LeMahieu than Bauer. I think LeMahieu would be. A little bit more affordable, a little bit cheaper to get. Bauer is looking for a huge contract, he's looking for a long-term deal, and I don't think the Dodgers want to give him that. So I'll be sh- pretty shocked if they're able to get Bauer. 
um, LeMayhew seems like a much more of a possibility. Either way, the Dodgers, even the Dodgers don't do nothing, they're still the best team. They're still going to be the favorites going into next season. So, um, I just can't wait for the next season to start. So, we'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I just want to touch on those topics. A um, couple NBA and MLB talk um, as well. But the main thing was, uh, you know, MF Doom passing away and uh, just just representing what he meant for me and for hip hop and talking about that. Um, he's as one of the one of the legendary rappers um, in hip hop history. So giving him a tribute. So I'll leave it at that first podcast of the year in the books. Um, gonna start getting more out there for you guys. Uh, the last couple months of uh, last year were pretty slow. Uh, I was getting new equipment, getting a new setup process. Hopefully this year we'll have a lot more guests for you guys, and uh, and we'll get we'll get back on track. So I thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Stay safe, and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.